0: Is discipleship an area in your church that you want to grow in? Do you wish you could disciple more people on a weekly basis, yet not take up a ton of your time because you're already busy, you already have a million things on your plate? Well, if we're being honest, isn't that really what we're supposed to be doing? When we get down to the nitty gritty of what ministry is and what church is and honestly what we're called to do as pastors and ministry leaders, it's to disciple people, take them deeper into the relationship with Jesus. But if we're also being honest, ministry, the machine of ministry can easily move us away from discipleship and move us closer to entertainment, closer to appeasing people, closer to just having programs and ministries that meet certain needs, but don't ever really disciple people in a deeper relationship with Jesus. Well, today what I'm doing is I want to show you exactly what it is you need to implement in your church and in your ministries to disciple more people, but yet still have the margin in your life that you need to get everything else done and to focus on all the other ministries you have going on. All right, so let's get started. So the big question is this, how do pastors like us who remain focused on the mission of Jesus and serving our communities without being distracted by everything in the world around us, how do we increase our effectiveness while living a lifestyle that doesn't compromise our health, our families, or our personal relationships with Jesus. That's the question this podcast is going to answer. I'm Dr. Brandon Cooper, and welcome to the Ministry Hackers Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Ministry Hackers Podcast. I hope you're doing wonderfully wherever you are and whatever it is you are doing on this wonderful day. Uh... I am super excited about this episode because this is something that has been on my heart for several years. Before COVID, before everything, all the craziness that happened. Something that I have, been, that I have believed was a shift in, the church, in church ministries and discipleship, how we approach discipling people. And so I'm super excited to get into it. But before I do, I want to remind you that very soon, days away probably, The doors are going to open to the Dream Life and Ministry cohort, and I'm super excited about it because I've been working on this for several months just for you, because I believe that one of the greatest things that we need as pastors and ministry leaders is an opportunity to come together, to work together, to brainstorm, to bounce ideas off of, to support each other, to encourage each other. Uh, We're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to talk about church growth. We're going to talk about uh, team development. We're going to talk about how to increase our own uh, streams of income and how to become financially abundant and financially secure we're going to talk about all these different things but most of all we're going to come together and we're going to do it together in the dream life and ministry cohort I'm super excited days away from this opening up and so I want to I want to encourage you to keep your uh, ear to the ground watch your emails uh, because it's going to come to you if you have uh, gotten any of my uh, any of my uh, lead magnets or any of my free things that I've given you along the way so if you have yet not done that I want to encourage you to go to brandonpartycooper.com slash free getaway. What you're going to do is you're going to receive a list of 10 free getaways from around the country that you as a pastor can go to. That they, it's free for you. It, these are people around the country who believe in pastors, believe in the ministry, believe in what you do. And they want to bless you and bless your family, bless you and your spouse. They want to give you some of them up to 14 days. You can go for completely free and stay, enjoy your time, get away, relax, rest, take a small sabbatical if that's what you're looking for, but get away. So you'll receive that list of 10 places that you can use and you can check out and you can go visit. And along with that, you're gonna be added to the first group that will receive information about when the doors will open for the Dream Life of Ministry. So I wanna encourage you, go to brandonpartycouber.com slash free getaway. More information is coming. You'll receive your your 10, your ten list of 10 places around the country you can visit as well as be the first to learn about the Dream Life and Ministry cohort, when it's going to open up, how much it costs, everything that's packed into it, all the bonuses, all the extras, all the fun things that we're going to do. And in fact, you're not going to find out all of it because there are a few things I'm keeping in my back pocket as surprises along the way once you get in. And so um, again, I want to encourage you, go to brandonpartygooper.com slash free getaway and you'll receive your list of 10 free getaways you can go and check out, as well as be at the front of the line when it comes to the Dream Life and Ministry cohort and those doors opening in just a handful of days. All right? Okay. So one of the things that we've learned uh, over the last couple of years, we, we went into to, to, um, COVID, we went into the shutdown, we went into all the craziness that surrounded all of that. But any of us that were paying attention and any of us that watched this whole thing unfold and we watched the church and the state of the church and and even now as we watch the church as we come out of it and how people are responding to it, what we have learned without a shadow of a doubt is that discipleship over the last however long, couple decades probably, have really been lacking. Now, I'm not saying that your church isn't doing it well. I'm not saying that aren't there aren't churches out there doing it well. What I'm saying is, is that we have learned that across the board, on a high percentage level, we have not done discipleship very well, simply because we can see in Christians across America, they don't know their scriptures. They don't know the Bible. They don't realize the importance of church. They don't understand the importance of, of community and supporting one another. They just don't fully understand what it truly means to be a Christian. And so this just points to a need, the need to get back to strong discipleship. Now, most churches, and I don't know about yours, maybe you still do this, but most churches did away with Sunday school a decade, some of us two decades ago. We we saw that Sunday school wasn't well attended. We saw that People weren't really coming. It wasn't valued anymore. People's lives were getting busy, or whatever the reasons were. And so many churches have cut Sunday school long ago. And over the years, we've replaced it with small groups. Now, I think small groups are a wonderful ministry tool, and I'm not saying anything negative against small groups. In fact, I have a whole course about how you can create great small groups and get more people to come to them. But I think if most of us are honest and if we truly step back and objectively assess what Sunday school was and what small groups are at the end of the day Sunday school was more about discipleship and developing people whereas small groups is more about relationships and community again I'm not saying that either one of them is right or wrong what I am pointing out though is that we replaced small group when well, we replaced Sunday school with small groups but we replaced a discipleship arm or a discipleship tool with a community relationship tool. And though I think that church is absolutely about relationships, all ministry flows through relationships. Relationships are huge and are vitally important and maybe could be argued. It's one of the missing pieces of, of you know, what the church was years ago. So I think it was a right move. I think it's where we should have gone in stronger communities, stronger relationships, all of that. However, we didn't really replace Sunday school as a discipleship tool very well. And here we are a couple decades later and we're seeing the impact of that. A lack of strong, systematic, biblical, scripturally heavy discipleship. And we see it trickling down in all levels. We see it at the adult level, we see it at the young adult, the youth level and the kids level. We don't have strong discipleship. And again, maybe you have strong discipleship, so don't take this as a as a slight against you or a, a judgment against what you're doing. All I'm saying is that what we're learning and what we have learned over the last couple of years is that discipleship is not a strong part of who we are as the church, big C church any longer, and we need to make an adjustment. Now, the problem though is all of us as pastors and ministry leaders, we know it's ministry is busy. There are... A, lots of things going on. We have lots of ministries, lots of expectations. People in our churches are wanting us to do this and do this and do this. We see the churches down the street, they're doing this, this, and this, and they're growing. So we have this constant need to feed the machine of ministry. And we just don't have time to develop curriculum. We don't have time to have another class or another course, or, you know, we, we, we our our people don't really want to come to another night during the week, or they don't want to come to, you know, come to to the church early before service. We just, there's lots of obstacles when it comes to implementing some sort of discipleship piece and, and some churches have done it well. Some churches have built it into their culture that we do Sunday school and then, or, you know, some sort of discipleship, um, uh, class or course. And then we go into the service or we have two services and, you know, during both services, we have some sort of course or discipleship track or leader track or whatever we call it. The point is, is that the ship has sailed on Sunday school for most of us. It would be almost impossible to try and introduce Sunday school into our church culture again. Try to introduce another element or another Sunday morning piece into our church culture. If you're able to do that, you're able to reinvent Sunday school. That's great. But I think that most churches and where we are as far as pastors and ministry leaders, where our schedules are and how we run the, the ministries of, of our churches today, it's, it just, it, it's very challenging to add that in. But I also think that there's another option. I think there is another way to do this that some churches have tried and are doing well. Um, some of us are a little resistant to it and I understand why, but I also think that there is a certain degree of progress. If I dare say that word of we are moving forward and, and we are, we are walking forward in time, and time is, is always at the speed of change. And so as we move forward in time, change is always happening, and we have to understand how to best utilize what we have in the time that we are so that we can make the most impact for the kingdom of Christ. And I think, I believe, this is just me, I think we have to figure out a way to create a hybrid discipleship experience that utilizes both the live in-person discussion and connection and relationship and all of those things with some sort of online teaching and training. And I'm going to give you three reasons, three reasons why I think that this is super important. But before I give you the three reasons, let me just explain what that would look like for you. And there's lots of variations. And so this isn't necessarily, this is what you have to do. This is just a variation of how i envision this working in churches and and the church that i the churches that i've been in we've used it other churches that i've talked to they've used it and and it utilizes both the, the benefits of both worlds. And so the way it would look is that you know one of the biggest obstacles is getting people to come to the building, to the church, to the group, to the session, whatever it is. Whether it's a Sunday morning, whether it's another night in the week, whether it's Wednesday night, people's time is becoming very valuable. And we can argue that back and forth whether or not they should prioritize church and it needs to be a priority in our lives. We can do that. But at the end of the day, we have to meet people where they are. And if people are saying, I'm just too busy, I don't have time to do that. Then us fighting against that is only going to, it's going to hold us back as a church, but it's also going to hold them back in their discipleship. And our job is to figure out how to disciple them, not not guilt them and, and beat them over the head with their lack of discipleship. And so what I think what we should do and what, what I've seen churches do and and what I think is the most effective approach is say, okay, where are people at right now? Well, you know where people are right now. In fact, right now, as you're listening to this, in fact, you're probably there too as you listen or watch this on your phone. Most people are on their phone. They're constantly looking, looking at their looking at their phone. In fact, while you're listening to this, you're probably checking your phone while listening to this. If you're on your desktop, you're watching something else while you're listening to this. People are constantly, they consume content, all of us, not they, we, all of us, we consume content at an incredible rate. And if we're honest, most of the content that we consume is not great quality. It's not really, you know, it's, it's funny videos here and it's, You know, some weird, some person doing some weird thing there. I know for me and my, you know, video feeds that come along, I have all kinds of random things. I get, you know, natural disasters that are happening around the country, or I have, you know, somebody trying to flip a water bottle and and get it to land on its top. Like I get all kinds of weird stuff and, and you know what we do? We sit there and we watch it partially because we're bored, mostly because we're curious, but quite honestly, we just want something to watch. Well, why not utilize that? Why not tap into that? Why not kind of figure out where they are? And let's meet them where they are, where they're consuming on their phone. Because here's, here's the thing, is if we can utilize and capitalize on what they're already doing and meet them where they are, then we can begin to disciple them right where they are and move them to where we want them to be. And so the first reason why we need to move to a hybrid online live discipleship experience is because people consume incredible amounts of content every day. And so it's happening more than Sunday mornings, Sunday evenings, Wednesday evenings. It's happening all the time. And so what we need to do is we need to take the teaching portion of our content. So, you know, think about if if you're going to disciple somebody, there's always a teaching element. And what do we do? What what have we done in the past? What we've done is we said, okay, come in uh, to Sunday school an hour before service and we're going to teach you for 45 to 60 minutes. We're going to teach you all that you need to know to be discipled. And so it becomes this talking head classroom setup. Well, most people don't really love that to begin with. That's why small groups are so success- successful. That's why people love small groups because it's not a talking head. And in a classroom setting. It's social, it's relational, it's connecting, everybody's talking and asking questions and, and, and being together. And so what, what we need to do is we need to capitalize on that and, and take the content, take the teaching portion, the information that we're trying to pass along, we'll put that into a video or an audio option for people to consume whenever they want, whether it's while they're driving to work or whether it's while they're getting ready for the morning, or maybe it's while they're cooking dinner, whatever they're consuming that information, and not only once, but multiple times. I know one of the biggest complaints I get when I do discipleship classes is that it's too much information for them to consume. I get people all the time saying, Brandon, I love it and I think it's great, but I just can't write enough notes to capture it all. Well, when you put it into a format where they can watch it or listen to it over and over and over again, number one, it's better content for them to consume. It's adding more value to them, but two, they can r- do it on their own time, whenever they want to, as many times as they want to, which means they're going to learn more. They're going to take more in because of the repetition. And so the first reason why we need to move to a hybrid discipleship experience where we're utilizing a live version or we're li- live sessions as well as online sessions is because people are consuming content at an extraordinary rate every day. And we need to be a part of that mix, part of that conversation. So they're consuming content that's developing them and discipling them as a part of our church community. That's the first reason. The second reason is that it places the discipleship experience into the hands of the individual. One of the things that we have seen over the last 10, 15 years is this shift away from authority. The rebellion against the church is is just a part of the rebellion against institutions as a whole. We as individuals have always had had an issue with being told what to do. I don't know about you. I don't like to be told what to do. I like to make my own decisions. It's part of what God has given us, this free will that we've been given, this ability to choose. Well, we don't like people to choose for us. When we create an online portion of our discipleship experience where there's a hybrid approach and we're putting the content online, it means that I can consume the content when I want. If I don't really want to be at another session, or maybe I don't have time to go to a class or go to some sort of uh, uh, meeting before service or after service or on a Wednesday night or whatever, if I don't have the, the time or the ability to do that, it's okay because I can do it when I have the time. When I have that hour free from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m., I could sit down and consume that course or that class. It, it puts me in control of my own discipleship experience. It puts me in control of the steps. Even when we look at Jesus, what did he say? He said, come and follow me. But then he left it up to the disciples to do exactly that. In fact, at one point, tons of his followers walked away. And did Jesus chase them down? Did Jesus say, no, 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 guys, come back. No. He said, okay, those who want to stay will stay. He honored their choice. And I think that when we create a discipleship experience where people have control over when they are discipled and how they're discipled and the time constraint that they want to choose, there's a lot more, uh, they they get engaged more. They're a lot more uh, likely to go through it. They're likely to finish. They're likely to go all the way through. I know for me, one of the first discipleship programs that I created, it was the first part was a seven week rotating cycle to try and make sure that everybody got into it. And then the second piece was uh, another 12 weeks. Well, quite honestly, like people would miss and they would miss even in the seven weeks series, they would miss two or three weeks. Well, did they really finish it? Cause they missed three out of the seven weeks. It just made it hard to manage that to, to, you know, do you make them go back through it? Do you make them come back just for those three sessions to make those up? What do we do with that? Well, when we do an online piece where they're consuming the content and learning the information in the online part during the videos, well then what they're able to do is they're able to pause when they need to, restart when they need to. They control the experience and they do it when it works for them. So that's the second reason, is that it puts the experience in their hands rather than in our hands. They don't want us telling them when to do it. They don't want us dictating that piece. They wanted to go at their pace when it works for them at the rate they're wanting to go through. The third reason is that it takes less time for you and I. Now, this may seem a little selfish. It may seem like we're prioritizing ourselves over other people, but just hear me out a second. As a pastor and ministry leader, you have tons of things on your plate, tons of things you need to be doing. And here's what usually happens. And I know because I've done this is that we create a discipleship experience. Again, let's go back to my seven week discipleship experience that I have foundations course. Well, I wrote the course, so I know the content. Well, what happens is, is that first time I taught it, I knew the course, I had figured it all out. And so that first time I was super excited, dove right in, taught it really well. I made some mistakes along the way because I forgot some pieces. And so the second time, you know, I, I was better because I had more of it memorized and more of it was clear in my head. And and I just had a, a lot more oomph in some of the stories and some of the illustrations. Like it just was much better. The third time, man, I hit it out of the park. It was great. And then the fourth time and then the fifth time and then the 12th time and then the 15th time. My energy started to drop and my attention to detail started to wane. Not because I wasn't so passionate about it. Not because I wasn't still engaged with it. But quite honestly, I had done it and I'd done it a ton of times already. And my attention now was on other things, other ministries I was working on, other curriculum I was developing, other events that I was planning. And this just became a class that I had to jump into. I had to look through my notes real quick and then I had to teach it again. And the reality is, is it just took up time to do the same thing over and over again. And when I got to the point where I didn't have to take up a lot of time to go into it, I wasn't as 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 refreshing i wasn't as energetic i just didn't have the oomph into it that i had early on because now my attention was on other things when you create an online piece a hybrid discipleship experience with an online teaching part then what happens is that you teach that course you teach those videos you create the videos you develop the videos you put everything you have you're able to focus and really deliver it like you did that third, fourth, or fifth time. And then it's captured and it exists from that point on in that style or in that, in that level of excellence. And then you're able to go on with other things. Your focus can be on that event or that next curriculum or that next course or that next small group. Your focus can be there because you're not having to come back. Oh yeah, I got to teach that class tonight oh yeah, I got to get ready for that class this weekend. You don't have to do that because it's already done. And so then what you do is, is you have all this extra time because you're not having to go back and teach. You're not having to go back and you know, spend that time in that class to teach that course again. Instead, what you're able to do is you're able to take all of your students who are going through the discipleship course, who have been watching it online and going through the videos. You're able to sit down with them for an hour and really discuss with them. Talk to, talk to them about their questions, their concerns, the points they're confused about. Maybe there was something in the video they're like, wait, that doesn't make sense to me. You take this talking head, information passing, uh, you know, transactional relationship, and you put that part online, and you move the valuable relational conversational part. You move that offline into a classroom where maybe you meet once a month, or maybe you you meet, you know, once a week for 30 minutes or whatever the case is. Maybe you just get together as an, as a small group, it's, it's built into the small group system. And so you're just having this discussion piece. That's not heavy teaching. That's not heavy discipleship. It's the discussion piece that goes alongside their content consuming discipleship experience. And so your time is really focused on relationship building and going deeper rather than teaching something again and again and again. It takes the, qual- the, it takes the time that you have, that hour, that you would have spent teaching, it takes that hour and makes it relational and makes it higher quality, higher connection, higher discipleship. And for me, I think that is the number one reason why you need to create a, a hybrid discipleship experience where the content is online and the relationship is offline And the connection point is offline and the going deeper and Q and a and discussion part is offline. I think that's the number one reason, because for me as a pastor, when I was called into ministry, I didn't imagine. When I imagined how great ministry would be, I didn't imagine sitting in my office writing curriculum and then teaching it week after week after week. That wasn't what I imagined. I imagined preaching. Sure. But I didn't imagine sitting in a classroom teaching the same course over and over and over again. What I imagined more than anything else was talking to people, sitting across the table from someone, uh, uh, sitting in a classroom with somebody where we're talking, discussing, where we're uh, hashing out ideas, where we're having deep discussions. That's what I imagined. That's what I want. And I'm guessing as a pastor ministry there, that's exactly what you want. You want that connection piece rather than the talking head piece. Most of us would trade the talking head teaching part we would trade that for a great discussion with our people in our congregation who are going after Jesus. And that's why I think that we need to, we need, obviously need to answer the discipleship question. But I think we need to answer it with a hybrid model that utilizes their content consuming time during the week to watch the videos and learn. And then spend time in discussion and Q&A and relationship as we go deeper in our relationship with Jesus our understanding of scripture and what it means to truly be a follower of a, a follower of Christ when we do that i think what we're going to see is and what we're starting to see in churches that are doing this is a higher engagement of discipleship deeper growth in relationship with Jesus which also then translates into more volunteers higher quality volunteers more tithing, more evangelism, more community outreach, because when we get the discipleship piece right, everything else starts to go well. Jesus said, go and make disciples, because he understood that if we go and make disciples, everything else falls into place. But when we try and do everything else, when we go and try to evangelize only, when we try to do events only, when we try to just engage people in our communities without a discipleship piece to really grow. Honestly, if we're just doing services, we're not discipling people the way they need to be discipled and the way that they deserve to be discipled. And I don't know what the answer is for you where you are, but if you're looking at your discipleship experience and it's not strategic, it's not incremental, it's not intentional, and it's not developing the disciples that you're wanting Then I think you need to ask the question, how do I increase the discipleship that we're doing at our church? How do I make it better? And I would encourage you to look at a hybrid discipleship model because I think it's the next step in how we do discipleship moving forward. Times change. Things change. We have to change with them. And I think this is how we do it with where people are today. All right. I hope you have a wonderful day. Again, go to brandonpartycooper.com slash free getaway. Get your list of 10 free getaways. Be the first to hear about when the Dream Life and Cohort, Dream Life and Ministry Cohort opens up. And I will see you in the next episode.